ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, May 14th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. The original light beer at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. got a lot to get into. Of course, the NBA playoffs are heating up tonight. Stanley Cup playoffs as well. We'll talk about all those matchups later on. We'll run down what's happening in both the association and the National Hockey League. So I'm looking forward to that. We got baseball action tonight locally. For those of you listening live, not on the podcast, we got baseball on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Arizona Diamondbacks. 9.40 p.m. tonight coming to you from Chase Field. Now, Pittsburgh dropped the series opener on Monday. They lost 9-3 at the hands of the Diamondbacks. The Pirates are now 20-18 and on the season. But the Pirates, the good news is they did pick up some hits, 13 to be exact. However, it's good that you can hit the ball, but you got to get runs. And they were only able to manage, as you see, three runs. They stranded 12 runners on base. Uh, Nick Kingham rocked. They rocked him on the mound. He gave up seven runs and ten hits in just four innings. He's now one and one on the season. Starling Marte had three hits to lead the Pirates at the plate. I'll tell you what, they can hit, but they got to finish. And we'll have that for you coming up tonight again. Uh, 940 is going to be first pitch. We'll go on the air, 915, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM. And AM 930. Now, the West Virginia Power beginning a three-game series against the Charleston River Dogs in South Carolina this evening. First pitch set for 7.05 p.m. And we'll have David Kahn on the program Thursday, hopefully recapping and wrapping up the series as we look ahead to Power Baseball. So David's going to come on the program on Thursday. And maybe that's a good thing. Uh, this is an aside here, but... If you ever tune into the David Kahn episodes of the show, usually have him on Wednesday. We're not going to have a show tomorrow because of Pirates baseball, the afternoon game, the getaway game, as they wrap up their series against Arizona. So no show tomorrow. So David's going to come on on Thursday. Now, there are two things that David's going to want to talk about, and I'm I'm sort of guilty. I'm sorry. Uh, I let him talk about Survivor. He loves that TV show, and I did maybe – 15, 20 years ago, when that thing come on, 2000. Yeah, it was cool then. No, not now. And here's the funny thing. When it was hot and when I was at another radio station, I, w- I would tell the talent, hey, look, okay, you got to talk about what's going on. We got to talk about the things that are happening, what's popular. You got to talk about what people are talking about. And that would be Survivor. Uh, no, people aren't talking about that anymore. So uh, I'm going to try to rein him in a little bit because the season finale is coming up tomorrow. So thankfully, we're doing this on Thursday. Of course, he's going to want to talk Game of Thrones. And I've tried my best not to, only because everyone else has done it. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the subject is sort of played out. I got nothing to add to it. So uh, we'll try to keep him reined in. But that's Thursday. As I said, I digress we got baseball all over the place, not only on the power in action, not only the Pittsburgh Pirates in action, 
Marshall baseball on the road against Ohio. And that game is going to start here in a little bit. The Thundering Herd in Athens already have won the season series against the Bobcats. They took the road contest 6-1 in Athens on March 26th. And they also won the game at the Kennedy Center 4-3 in 11 innings back on April 16th. Bad news is Marshall still trying to hang on. They're right now in the Conference USA Tournament, but they were swept this past weekend at Old Dominion. They are 8th place right now in the standings heading into the week. Uh, They've got a magic number of 3. If they can clinch, they'll have a spot in Biloxi for the 2019 Conference USA Baseball Tournament. So thankfully, today's game isn't going to be one to worry about, win or lose. I think the Thundering Herd has got a shot here. The Bobcats are 16-30 and with a 10-13 and record in Mid-American Conference action. Of course, the Thundering Herd sitting at 24-26. and More importantly, uh, they're 11-15 in Conference USA. Again, right now, that's right there at 8th place. Thought that they might be a little bit better at this point, but still get into the tournament and see what happens. And as an aside, good column today by Chuck Landon from the Herald-Dispatch. I was reading his uh, column earlier because uh, he was talking about how Marshall's become more and more successful getting teams in postseason. I thought that was a a pretty good column because you got football going to a bowl game. That's postseason. you got basketball going to the CIT. That's postseason. you got the women's team making postseason as well. And then, of course, you got softball, they're entering postseason. So you've got other teams that have potential to do so. But right now, I think four is pretty good. As an athletic department, you want to see your student-athletes have an opportunity for success. Postseason tournaments allow that. So I thought that was an interesting read today. So hats off to Chuck. I always read his stuff on Tuesday. Second guest Tuesday. I've got to read the columnist. I always got to find out what Chuck's got to say because sometimes that's what you have to say. And then I got to find out what you're talking about. So I got to go read Chuck. Soccer, that's a thing that if it's Marshall soccer, I'm all about. If it's not Marshall soccer, yeah, it's another story. But Kevin Long, Marshall soccer coach, has got the schedule put together and uh, we got a copy of it today. Uh, they've got eight home matches this year at the Vet. Thundering Herd is going to play its first four matches of the season on the road. Exhibitions at Virginia Tech, Moorhead State, and opening regular season in the state of Michigan with a contest at Michigan and Michigan State. So Virginia Tech on August 10th. Then they've got Moorhead State on August 15th, Michigan on August 22nd, and Michigan State on August 25th. They've got a pair of home matchups against Youngstown State on August 30th and Ohio. That's going to be September 1st. Then they head back on the road. They'll face Lipscomb September 6th. And then they got Vanderbilt on September 8th with both games being played at Vanderbilt. Then they will wrap up the home portion of their non-conference schedule. They've got High Point on September 15th. And then they will have Florida Gulf Coast on September 22nd. And that'll be the final road conference, uh, non-conference game. Uh, the Herd's going to play 10 games during the Conference USA schedule. They will play host to UTEP on September 26th, Old Dominion on October 3rd. They've got Charlotte on October 6th, UTSA on October 13th, and Western Kentucky on November 1st. 
the road games. They have FAU on September 19th, FIU on September 29th, Rice is October 18th, North Texas will be October 20th, and Louisiana Tech October 27th. Those are all the road games. I like how they worked it out this year. They're going to FAU on September 19th, and then, yeah, you know, you got to come back and then you got to go back to Florida again. I like how they worked that out. Not one and one. One of the Florida schools comes up to Huntington, and, and then you go to one of the other Florida schools. No, you're going down to Florida twice. I like how they worked that out. So that's the soccer schedule. We'll try to get Kevin Long on sometime before the season starts. Obviously, we want to talk about the upcoming schedule with him. Uh, as far as name schools are concerned, you're playing Michigan, Michigan State, Virginia Tech. That's pretty good. And then, of course, you got to play some games that make sense as far as uh, being close to home. Ohio, Youngstown State, those make a lot of sense. I mean, Vanderbilt, in a, in a way, kind of makes sense as well. It's not that hard to travel to Vanderbilt. And then you've got High Point and Florida Gulf Coast. Sure. Not traditional opponents for the Thundering Herd, but still, why not? That's all I got because I really don't know. Florida Gulf Coast could be probably one of the best soccer programs in 2019. And Kevin's going to have to tell me that. I'm going to have to find out what Florida Gulf Coast is all about because I don't know him for soccer. I know him for basketball. But that's your Marshall schedule. As I said, we'll try to get Kevin on sometime. Uh, maybe this week. If not, we'll definitely get him on sometime before the start of the season. And then finally tonight, covering what's going on with the Thundering Herd, Harold Dispatch's Grant Trailer reporting Juwan Young. Signing a rookie free agent deal with the Detroit Lions. And um, he took part of mini camp as an invitee last weekend. And uh, linebacker Trey Williams got released to make room for Young. 2018, Young finished with 44 tackles, had uh, six and a half tackles for loss with two and a half quarterback sacks. Also forced a couple of fumbles. He recovered one, blocked a kick while adding seven, seven quarterback hurries. So, uh, you can read more about that. That's Grant Trailer's story over at the Herald-Dispatch. Uh, we'll go into what's happening tonight. We've got NBA to talk about. Not only will the NBA be playing, they also have the biggest lottery in recent memory. I can't think of another lottery. Maybe, really, you know what? I'm going to back off from that. I don't think there's one bigger right now, in my mind anyway. This is it. It's not really the NBA lottery. It's the the Zion Williamson Invitational, more or less. Everyone's hoping that he goes somewhere where he can thrive. What if he's a Laker? I mean, that's a that's a long shot, but what if he's a Laker? What if he's a Nick? We'll talk about that when we continue. Hockey as well. We'll tell you what's happening tonight, what happened last night as well, and we'll run down the schedule for what you can see tonight with the NBA and the NHL. When we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So the lotteries tonight, I don't know if you knew that. 
kid named Zion Williamson. He's supposed to be pretty good. He's going to be the guy that everybody's going to be looking for. I love the lottery more so than the NHL version of this. I'll say that. When I watch the NHL, the the flashcards don't work for me. But I like the way that the years past, it's, it's sort of been, it's like the Powerball waiting for the the team to be named, the number one team. And tonight we're going to find out, 8 o'clock, uh, start getting your pregame on because this thing goes on in the air at 8.30 on ESPN. So they're going to figure this out tonight. And the team that is optimistic, they've got the best shot because, well, they weren't very good this year, the New York Knicks. So fans of the Knicks, you got something to be excited for. You know, you could actually look forward to – being a Nick fan tonight. Why? Because you could get the number one player. You haven't had a number one player, a lottery win, since 1985. Now, sometimes that's good because maybe you've been good enough. You haven't had to be in this position. And other times you maybe had ample opportunity and it just hadn't gone your way. Either way, if it's tonight, the Knicks night, Watch out, because I think he makes New York immediately better. And all of a sudden, you got a reason. If you're a Knicks fan, you got a reason. Madison Square Garden's going to be a place to be again for basketball. Now, I don't think New York Knicks basketball has deteriorated to the point where fans just aren't showing up or they don't care anymore. I think if you're a New York Knicks fan, you're there to the bitter, painful end. L.A. Lakers fans, oh, we got the Clippers. Yeah, we're going to be over, yeah, same building, different color jersey. Okay, we can handle that. I'll just change my hat over. I'll be a Clippers fan, unless you're uh, one of those uh, few elite Hollywood types. When I mean that, I mean the ones that can afford those courtside seats. And you got to be at the Lakers fan because, well, that's what you're about. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jack. Unless you're Jack, sitting courtside, you got the Clippers. You're a Clippers fan now. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll never be a Clippers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. That was the kids' uh, team when I was growing up. I was all the kids' teams. You know, it's Lakers stuff. I'm like, you know. Who was I to argue? I was hanging out with the with, growing up. It's hanging out with everybody. It was the Lakers. Okay, I'll be a Lakers fan. It paid off. But the Knicks, I was actually a Knicks fan. You know, when Patino was coaching for the Knicks, I was actually a fan of the Knicks. I'm not saying I'm jumping on the bandwagon. It might make sense for me though. I might have to reevaluate this because either I'm going to have to be a Lakers fan and a L.A. Kings fan hockey, or I'm just going to have to go all in on New York. Rangers fan, long time suffering here. And you know what? The Rangers are going to have a high pick. Things could be happening here. Then you got the Knicks. They could get a high pick. They could get the number one pick. Things could be happening here. So my hockey, my NBA, Two teams that um, are filling the void that is left by 
that Ohio City that I support and my other professional teams, you know, the home of the Cincinnati Bengals. I support that city. So here you go. I might have a reason to jump Lakership. I might be jumping the Lakers boat tonight if Zion Williamson is a Nick. But there's a catch. We got new lottery regulations. That's right. We have new lottery regulations. Get Randy Burnside over here from the West Virginia Lottery. Explain to me these new lottery regulations. So if you're the worst team in the NBA, it's going to be harder for you to get that top pick. So this year, the three teams with the worst regular season records, which are the Knicks, your Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Phoenix Suns will each have a 14% chance of receiving the number one pick. Now, as I mentioned, if the Knicks do win the lottery, it will be the first time since 1985 when that team won the inaugural lottery. And guess what? Patrick Ewing was a heck of a player. So a total of 12 NBA franchises have never won the lottery, but... You know what? A few teams have a good chance. The Hawks, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies all have decent chances actually to pick first in June. Now, here are the chances, and here's when the last time they won this thing. So, as I mentioned, you got the Knicks. Last lottery win, 1985. Patrick Ewing. One of my favorite NBA players. Guy was great. He was fun to watch was a warrior. And when I'm looking for an East Coast team, I would root for... See, I liked the Bulls back in the day because I liked Jordan. But my West Coast team is and always shall be the Los Angeles Lakers. My East Coast team back in the day was and probably shall always be the New York Knicks. I qualified that, though. East Coast team, West Coast team. The Phoenix Suns, they won the lottery in 2018. They picked DeAndre Anton. What if Phoenix gets it again? Zion Williamson and Phoenix? Sorry, son. I really am. That's a terrible place to end up if you're the number one pick. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I thought... Uh, won the lottery every year the way it felt. So you remember the last time they won the lottery? It was 2014. 2014. And they pick up Andrew Wiggins. A lot of us were excited. I was excited because Andrew Wiggins, of course, Huntington Pep, Huntington Prep fame. And you thought, all right, Andrew Wiggins, he's going to be a Cav. By the way, hey, LeBron's showing up. Oh, by the way, we're going to carry the Cavaliers radio network. Yeah, this is the real conference meeting. See, I can talk about this now. We can declassify that conference meeting we had. We're in the big room, and it's like, oh, yeah, this will be great. We could carry LeBron. He's your favorite player. The Cavs are kind of local, and Andrew Wiggins eh, didn't work out that way. But the Cavs have got a good shot here. And then you've got 
the Bulls, their last lottery win was 2008, and they picked Derrick Rose, and they've got a 12.5% chance to win this year. And then the Hawks, who have never won the NBA draft lottery, have a 10.5% chance to win. The Wizards' last lottery win was 2010, and they picked John Wall, and they've got a 9% chance to win. The Mavericks never won the NBA draft lottery, and they've got a 6% chance. The Pelicans, when they were the New Orleans Hornets, won in 2012. They picked up Anthony Davis, and they've got a 6% shot. And then the Grizzlies, never a winner in the NBA draft lottery. They've got a 6% chance. Then you've got the Timberwolves, won it in 2015. Carl Anthony Towns was their selection. They've got a 3% shot. And then there's the Los Angeles Lakers. Never won the NBA draft lottery. 2% chance. And let me tell you right now, if Zion Williamson is a Laker, watch out. Because all of a sudden, I think the Lakers might be relevant again. Might. I am putting a huge exclamation mark on that, followed by a huge question mark, followed by a huge exclamation mark. Might be relevant again. LeBron, Zion Williamson. Oh, yeah. Don't be surprised we we carry uh, Los Angeles Lakers uh, basketball. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm prepping you now. I'm prepping you now. The Heat have never won, and they've got a 1% shot. The Kings won in 1989. They picked up Purvis Ellison. Um, however, if they win, they have to send their pick to the 76ers. So the 76ers are sitting there going, let's go, Kings. Let's go, Kings. And then you get the Hornets' last win, 1991. They picked up Larry Johnson. I mean, that was a good pickup there. They got a 1% chance. They've got a 1% chance. That is crazy. Now, just for fun, you know the teams that are in the playoffs right now, the uh, Pistons have never won the draft. The Magic they selected Dwight Howard in 2004 with their pick. The Nets' last lottery win was 2017. Uh, that pick was conveyed to the Celtics and later the 76ers. And they did win in 2000 as the New Jersey Nets. And they picked up Kenyon Martin in 2000. Remember that? Pacers have never won the lottery. The Spurs, 1997, one of probably the best lottery picks of all time, Tim Duncan. The Clippers did win it in 2011, and that pick was conveyed to the Cavaliers. And 2009, the selection was Blake Griffin. Thunders, or the Sonics, never won the NBA draft lottery. The Celtics have never won the NBA draft lottery, but as we mentioned, uh, they did receive the number one overall pick in 2017 through a trade with the Nets. Boston then traded the pick to the Sixers. Jazz haven't won it. The 76ers uh, in 1996 picked up one of my favorite all-time greats in the NBA, Allen Iverson. The Blazers picked up Greg Oden in 2007. Uh, Yao Ming in 2002 with the Rockets. Remember that? Uh, they could use him right now. They could use him right now. Uh, the Nuggets never won. The Warriors won in 1995, and they picked up Joe Smith. I don't remember that. 
the Bucks won in 2005, and the Raptors have never won. So there you go. That's kind of an outline of the Zion Williamson lottery teams that have won it, the playoff teams that have won it and not won it. Uh, the team that wins it tonight definitely is going to have a leg up, definitely going to have a serious shot if they play it right getting into the playoffs and maybe making a run because this kid I think is going to be a game changer. I really do. He's going to make it fun and interesting. Whoever gets him, the team that lands him, I think they're going to be instantly relevant, at least for a while, and then what they do with it afterwards. Because we've talked about this before. There have been some kids that have come through and you thought they were going to be game changers. I think this kid's the real deal. I've seen enough of his games to know. I think this kid's the real deal. He wasn't overhyped coming into his season with Duke. I think he earned his hype. I'm excited tonight, 8.30 p.m. ESPN, the 2019 NBA Draft Lottery. Actually, I'm going to say go Knicks, but I'm going to jump on the Lakers bandwagon. If they can win with their 2%, I'm all for it. We'll talk hockey when we continue and run down the schedule and tonight's action when we talk next on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. we got big games tonight, NBA playoffs, Western Conference Final Game 1 at Oracle Arena, beautiful Oakland, California. Portland Trailblazers at the Golden State Warriors. And I'm going to pass on that, ESPN, 9 o'clock tonight. I'm going to pass. Because I've got the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. That's right. Eastern Conference Final Game 3. PNC Arena, Raleigh, North Carolina. Which I've been told is the loudest venue in the National Hockey League. The Boston Bruins taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. NBC Sports Network tonight, 8 o'clock. I know I'll be there. Boston leads the series two games to nothing. So... What happens? Does Carolina make the rally? Does it begin? Or do they go down 3 nothing? They go down 3 nothing. It's either going to be the greatest comeback in recent memory or they're done. So 2 to nothing. The Bruins lead. And that's got to be painful because it's Boston. And you know NBC's like, yeah, we love this. We gotta have this. We gotta have Boston. The NHL's like, yeah, we've gotta have Boston. We have to have Boston. Don Cherry, we've have to have Boston. They're a hockey town. They're not Canadian, but they're a hockey town nonetheless. Forget those Carolina hurricanes from North Carolina. You know that's what's going through their minds right now. So bunch of jerks and the Boston Bruins tonight, eight o'clock and Hurricanes, um, you know, they're 5-0 at home. They've outscored their opponents 22-7. to And they are going to have, well, you can call it North Carolina sports royalty. They're going to have players like, uh, they're going to have Rasheed Wallace there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, they're going to be there. They're gonna there. They're gonna be there to sound the hurricane siren before each period. That's right. Christian McCaffrey is going to sound the horn 
Rashid Wallace is going to sound the horn. And, you know, the um, Hurricanes actually have been in this situation. Actually, they did trail the Capitals 2-0 in the opening round before going on to win that series. But here's the problem. Hurricanes are 1-7 on the power play. And the Bruins are 4-7. The Bruins have scored on 33% of power play opportunities this postseason. That's the best of any team. The Hurricanes have just scored on 11% of those opportunities. Third worst among the 16 teams to make the playoffs and worst among remaining teams. When you have the man advantage, you got to score, especially in the playoffs. So that's coming up tonight. And, of course, if you want to listen to the game, you can't watch it, you can tune in over on our sister station. That's right. Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. 745 is our airtime. 8 o'clock will be face-off or approximately 8 o'clock with the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Now, the Western Conference got interesting because you've got two teams that know each other. They see each other. They're almost frenemies at this point because they see each other so much. So we have got the Sharks and the Blues. This is the fifth time in six postseason series meetings that these two teams have uh, split the first two games. St. Louis won game two, so now it's all tied up one apiece. And they're 6-2 and two on the road. So I think we're going to see at least six or seven in this one. I'm going to say six at least, seven I'm hoping for. I'd love to see... These two series go seven. Selfishly for me, if you're a Hurricanes fan, you want to get this thing over in six, win the next four, and just be done. If you're a Blues fan, you get back into it. And I'll say this, though. It's been fun to watch Logan Couture. He had his ninth career multi-goal game. He tied a franchise record. His 13 goals this postseason are just one shy of tying Joe Pavelski's single postseason franchise record. Sharks might win in Game 3. You know why? Because the um, the Blues are just 3-4 and four at home in the postseason, and the Sharks are 8-1 and one in odd-numbered games this postseason. That's right. We bring the numbers. We bring the numbers when it comes to talking about the National Hockey League here. Hey, look, if I'm going to profess being a hockey fan, I better bring it. I better bring it because, after all, we're a close-knit community of hockey fans in Huntington and the Tri-State area. We're a close-knit group. We know each other. We're all friends. I'm pretty sure I'm Facebook friends with most of you. If you're a hockey fan, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm your Facebook friend. If not, we'll fix that here sometime in the near future. We got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, May 14th edition. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. So I was kind of looking over some of the numbers for the NBA. Is it fair to say that I'm not the only one that's not really paying attention. Now, conference finals, big deal for the NBA, right? A lot of people maybe start tuning in a little bit more 
getting closer to the NBA championship. If you're an NBA fan, if you're a fan of the association, you're going to tune in. Like I am a fan of the National Hockey League. I'm going to tune in. I don't have a real allegiance to any of these teams. I'm just going to tune in. I like hockey. If you love NBA basketball, you're going to tune in. Uh, Everybody else, maybe not so much. So, 2018, let me say that again. 2018 NBA Conference Finals. You have some of the top markets in the NBA, and you got some really solid numbers. If you look at the ranking and you look at the TV homes, here's the problem. Houston's the seventh-ranked market, going by the 2018 numbers. Seventh-ranked market. San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, eighth-ranked market. And so your Western Conference final average rank was 7.5. Boston, ninth-ranked market. Cleveland, 19th, but you had LeBron. Eastern Conference final average, as far as market, 14. So your overall average was 10.75, as far as your rank's concerned. Now, that's dropped in the 2019 NBA Conference Finals because Portland is ranked 22nd, and then again, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, 8th. So your Western Conference final average is a rank of 15. That is 1,778,120 television homes. That's your average. Now, San Francisco obviously has over 2 million, almost 2.5 million. Portland, over 1 million. Now, Western Conference Finals, Toronto, I don't have the ranking for, but it can't be that big. And then Milwaukee, 36. 36. So television homes there, 848,420. I was going to drive this thing. Is it somebody in Kansas watching the NBA Finals? Is it going to be someone in, say, Utah watching the NBA Finals? Maybe. Maybe somebody in Utah is keeping up with the rest of the NBA. Is it going to be someone in Missouri? Is it going to be someone in Georgia? Is it going to be someone in South Carolina tuning in? No, you want your major TV markets involved. So you look at these things and you think, "Uh uh-oh. No, this isn't going to be good for TV. 2018 Conference Finals went seven games. So did the Eastern Conference Finals. And averaged 9.02 million viewers. That was up 40% over the previous season. I don't even think you're going to get anywhere near that. And so... I can't even factor in Toronto because, of course, they're not U.S.-based. Don't have those numbers. But if I'm in Toronto, unless I'm a diehard Toronto Raptors fan, you know what I'm watching? 
You know what I'm watching tonight? I'm watching the Boston Bruins at the Carolina Hurricanes. It's a whole country wired for that sport. So I was thinking maybe I was the only one going, you know, I'm not that interested in this this year's playoffs. And I'm going to tell you right now, the LeBron James factor is important because LeBron James is to the NBA as Tiger Woods is to golf right now. Tiger shows up, you show up. It doesn't matter if he finishes first or 15th or 50th. You show up when Tiger shows up. When LeBron shows up, you show up. When Jordan was playing, you showed up. But I thought the NBA was a lot bigger, and I thought that even if Jordan wasn't winning championships, there were more compelling stories or was a bigger reason to tune into the NBA. I don't have a compelling reason to tune in. That's why I'm actually excited for the NBA draft tonight because Zion Williamson, if he goes somewhere that I'm interested in, personally for me, I'm all about it. If he's a Nick, I'm probably going to watch a little bit more New York Knicks basketball. Because right now, I'm a Lakers fan. They're terrible. I'm not going to really pay much attention to them. I'm going to watch them, but uh, you know, Lakers games, okay, you know, I'll watch. Houston, because of the Marshall connection with Coach D'Antoni. That's it. That was my connection. They're done. I'm gone. And then... You get Zion Williamson in a major market, okay. All of a sudden, you got something going on again. The Knicks, they're relevant. The Lakers, Zion Williamson, he goes to Phoenix. Oh, I wonder if the NBA is going to re- – I'm not saying they would, but what if the NBA assured all of us that Phoenix did not get the number one pick? I mean, they're going to get a top pick. They're going to get a high-level pick, but – do you want Phoenix to be your number one pick? Do you want Phoenix to welcome in the newest and probably brightest young star in a long time to the NBA? Now, this kid could go bust. Who knows? He could fall flat on his face. Who knows? But right now, he's the biggest thing going. And if he's a Nick, the NBA is going to be sitting there smiling because, let's face it, you got the largest market in America. And the NBA team is not that good. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. I know we got a lot in today. We'll be back on Thursday. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to try to get Kevin Long on sometime uh, in the near future for Marshall Soccer. Talk about the upcoming schedule with him. David Kahn is going to join us from the West Virginia Power. We're going to bring him in on Thursday. So uh, I know we've got part of that show planned, and um, we'll see what else happens. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show, you can tune in on the podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Tune in wherever you get your podcast is where you can get today's show. I'm going to be back on Thursday. We've got baseball coming up tomorrow on Wednesday. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Until then, have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.